Welcome to Petrifaction. I'm your host, Petey. And if you like stories about ghosts, monsters, vampires, the weird and mysterious, UFOs, Bigfoot, and other cryptids, you're in the right place. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Remember, friends, be prepared to be petrified. So today's show is going to be about dogman encounters. If you're sitting there and wondering, what is a dogman? Don't feel bad because it's actually one of the lesser known cryptids out there. Definitely not as much known about a dogman than like, say, a Sasquatch. Most people have at least heard of Bigfoot or Sasquatch, but not everybody knows what a dogman is. So just a quick little bit of information on a dogman. First of all, dogmen are everywhere. And they have been around for centuries. For centuries, people have reported them. And one report has said that they look like the lichen in the movie Underworld. So basically, what they're talking about is a, a real-life werewolf. The first encounter reported of a dogman in the United States occurred in Michigan. And then there's a place called Bray Road, the Beast of Bray Road, as a matter of fact, and that is about dogmen there too. So that may help you get a little bit more of an idea of what a dogman is. So it's a very large creature. Just to start out, it's a hulking mass of muscle and fur. It's humanoid in shape. It's generally seven feet tall, maybe taller, maybe a little shorter, like Bigfoot that way. But it's the size of Bigfoot. It's larger than a normal-sized man. It's very muscular and hairy. It has a dog face, usually. has dog ears, has a snout, has fangs, and it has a tail. It also may have canine-like legs as opposed to human-like legs that a Sasquatches supposedly have. And the other major difference between a Bigfoot and a Dogman is they're more aggressive, or so reports say. 
So we're going to go ahead and get into some of the stories now about the dogmen and people who have encountered them and lived to tell the tale. So today's stories on dogmen are going to come from a variety of different people. One in particular comes from a pair of team members on a SWAT team who are out practicing maneuvers. And while practicing their maneuvers and out in training, they come across not one, but two of these dogmen creatures. And then we're going to discover a tale or two from the Lichen Loop, a story from a West Virginia dogman, a Mexican dogman story. I, I know Chupacabra is a Mexican thing that came into the States, but I think we gave them in turn, they gave us Chupacabra and we in turn gave them dogman. So um, there is a really frightening dogman encounter from Mexico. And we're going to wind up today's show with a bit of evil, not dogman evil, but evil like possession evil. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this show. Many witnesses are credible, trained observers, but few are more so than two SWAT deputies conducting sniper observer training in the swamps near Shreveport, Louisiana last year, who reported their encounter to the North American Dogman Project website. The deputy spotted an upright dogman and watched it move in their direction. When the creature got too close for comfort, they broke cover and entered a creek bed to make their escape, at which time they were spotted by the dogmen who had paralleled them from the bank above. One of the deputies fired a round over the head of the dogmen in an attempt to scare it off. Far from having the desired effect, a second dogman appeared and sniffed the air to determine where the shot had come from. It came within a few feet of the camouflaged and concealed men. The deputies froze, and after about a minute, the second dogman walked over to the first, and the pair retreated calmly into the nearby woodline. The deputies waited another five minutes before they withdrew to their patrol vehicles and departed the area. Dave Lighty drove slowly down a remote road in coastal North Carolina after 1 a.m. He and his wife Lisa were looking for a safe spot to park their truck and trailer and camp for the night. They were startled by the, by the sound of a loud thunk against the rear of their airstream. Dave was sure he hadn't hit anything and he stopped to investigate. Moving to the back of his trailer, he noticed a large dent below the right tailgate. Just then, the insect noises stopped and a strong sense of being hunted came over him. He unholstered his three fifty seven Magnum as the sense of dread increased. He could hear something moving. It was in the marsh just off the road. When his eyes focused on the area where the noise was coming from, his brain processed what he was seeing as a much larger version of one of his German shepherds. Then it did something that still haunts him. Dave heard two loud popping sounds as it reared up and stood on its back legs. The dogman stared at Dave 
growled, and then looked to his right. Dave looked in the same direction and saw another on all fours creeping toward him. He immediately understood he was being flanked by the second dogman as the first held its attention. Then the first creature stepped forward and bared its teeth. Now both were advancing on him. Dave raised his pistol and he fired. Sure, he had hit the first dogman in the shoulder. It stopped, and Dave used the momentary pause to break contact, jump in his truck, and hit the accelerator. He looked in his side mirrors and counted two more standing behind the first pair. All four gave chase until Dave was nearing 40 miles per hour when he saw them slow down, peel off the road, and head back into the marsh. He kept driving and didn't stop until they made it to a town and a well-lit parking lot to spend the night. Undeterred by that experience, Dave now investigates dogman sightings. He's had several more encounters of his own and told the story in an episode of the television series Terror in the Woods. This is a bipedal account that was taken in March of 2019. The location is Center County, Pennsylvania, Roth Rock State Forest. Three couples were hiking in the Roth Rock State Forest just outside of Pine Grove Mills, Pennsylvania. They encounter, encountered a bipedal canine. The couples state that between 1 and 1.30 p.m. while hiking, a large wolf-like creature stepped out of the wooded area near a small clearing. The creature was staring at the group. And when a female member of the party started screaming, the creature took two or three steps towards the group, baring its teeth and growling. All witnesses agree it seemed that the screaming definitely set it off to go to an aggressive movement in the direction of the group. The hikers left the area immediately, running for their lives, as they put it to investigators. The description by all members of the group State the creature was between 8 and 10 feet tall. It was a large wolf head, yellow eyes, long muscular arms, a massive body build, and strange looking legs. Investigators from the UFO Research Center of Pennsylvania and Phantoms and Monsters Fortean Research Team met with the witnesses and viewed the area of the sighting, but no evidence was found. The witnesses were very cooperative and all descriptions matched. A more invasive investigation of the area is being planned as past reports have been in that general area of Center County. And just a note that Center County, Pennsylvania has had other reports of upright canines, including upright canine encounters in Center County and a dogman. There is a dogman interactive map if you go to Phantoms and Monsters website with Lon Strickler, and this posting was July 29th, 2016. In another sighting reported in the Lichen Loop of Pennsylvania, a telephone call was received from a 36-year-old man from the Altoona area. He had come across a blog 
while researching for information that could help him identify a creature he encountered in the summer of 1998. The location of the encounter was an area known as Homer's Gap, which is located in Logan Township in Blair County. He and another man were traveling west on Homer's Gap Road, approximately two miles from the turnoff onto Homer's Gap Road from Grandview Road. And as they were in a wooded residential area, they noticed something standing on the side of the road. As they slowed, the light from a nearby residence illuminated an eight to nine foot tall wolf, described as looking the same as the lichens in the movie Underworld. Wolf-like head, covered in black and brown matted hair, long muscular arms with human-like hands hanging down along the body. As they approached this beast that immediately got down on all fours and sprinted across the road. It was then they noticed it had large black human-like feet and hocked legs. The body had a huge chest and sparsely covered in hair as well as a tapered body with muscular legs. The height of the back was higher than the vehicle's hood. As it crossed the road, it looked back at the vehicle when they noticed its bright golden eyes. After it crossed and moved into the woods, the driver floored the vehicle, almost losing control. Both witnesses have not talked about the encounter since. This encounter is very similar to others that's been received throughout central Pennsylvania, in particular the area we've designated as the Lichen Loop. The sighting has been re recorded with PA Upright Canine Dogmen Witness Sightings and Phantoms and Monsters with Lon Strickler. So everybody, we're going to take a short break. We will be right back. In another report from Phantoms and Monsters, an incident took place in a rural farming community in West Virginia. The witness was apparently just a boy at the time and claimed that his grandfather often, smoke, often spoke about a large, strange animal roaming about the property with the old man constantly keeping a gun with him at all times. The grandfather also told the boy to always lock his window at night and to be careful when walking around outside, outside at night. One evening, the boy heard something outside his window as his grandfather fell asleep in the living room with his gun on his lap, and the boy said he could hear a low growling from out past the window, but he couldn't see anything. The report says of what happened next. The witness looked and saw nothing in the window. He then went to get some candy from a bowl in the living room, and that's when he observed a claw coming in through the window, palm facing down, as if it was going to push the window up. The witness clearly saw three fingers. The middle finger was the longest. Years later, he claimed the fingers reminded him of the claws of the creature in Krampus, specifically the scene where he pointed his finger into the woman's face. 
He screamed in fright, which woke up his grandfather. The creature also screamed. The grandfather went into fight mode and proceeded to hit the creature's fingers with the gun. The witness grabbed a knife from nearby and also stabbed at the fingers. And at that moment, the grandmother rushed into the room and turned on the outside light, which lit up the yard. The witness could see the creature clearly standing in the window. He even looked into its eyes. The creature took off running just as the grandfather raised his gun to shoot it. According to the witness, the creature appeared to be angry and was growling as it ran. The witness acknowledged that he had wet himself during the exchange. At some point, the grandmother stated that the creature had returned. It's back, she said, which surprised the witness. They proceeded to tell him that the creature had been seen around the property three years earlier, but had left. They assumed it had been killed. It, it, had, it had only started appearing again some two weeks earlier, and this upset the witness because he'd been playing on the property and he should have been alerted to it. The grandparents told him that in 1974, the grandfather was in a deer stand bow hunting when a strange creature attempted to climb the tree and enter the stand through a door latch. The grandfather shot at it and stabbed at it, but it never stopped coming. Eventually, it, temp it attempted to poke its nose through the opening in the stand, and that's when the grandfather stabbed it right in the nose. It managed to get a paw through and slash the leg of the farmer. The creature fled after that. The scar was visible on the nose of the creature standing at the window. As well, the grandfather also had his scar on his leg. The grandfather claimed he waited in the stand for three hours before feeling safe enough to climb down and leave. They'd never heard of a dogman at that time, so, so they just referred to it as a werewolf. According to this report, over the coming weeks, there would be farm animals on the property found dead, apparently having been mauled by something very large and fierce. One day, when the grandfather failed to show up to pick him up from school, he walked home to find the old man dead in his truck, mauled in a similar fashion as the farm animals. Supposedly, the police would come back to the conclusion that the man had died from an attack by an unknown animal. Another report is tied to the apparent mauling of a 13-year-old boy in Knott County, Kentucky. Apparently, the boy had been playing in his yard when his relative saw him get attacked by a canine-type creature and dragged off into the woods. The police were called and arrived to find the boy dead. His body, loca located 400 feet up a mountain through treacherous, rain-slickened terrain, the body had been mauled by a large animal of some sort, but interestingly, the coroner would conclude that it was not a mountain lion or a bear, but rather something canine. Could a dog have possibly killed this boy and dragged his 100-pound body all the way up through thick forest and terrain? 
Authorities have apparently still not come to a firm conclusion on what actually attacked this kid and dog men or not. It's a rather eerie mystery. One very weird report of an apparent dogman attack comes from the site Beyond Creepy and occurred in the country of Mexico. The person who made the report says that it happened to his uncles as they were driving a truck through a rather remote jungle area at night. As they made their way along the rough and rugged unpaved road, something very large and heavy reportedly jumped into the back of their truck and the person telling the account says of what happened next. They didn't stop to see what it was because there were no lights on the road. My uncle on the passenger side saw this devilish creature that looked like a dog climbing closer to the cabin of the truck. They said the thing was huge. My uncle screaming in fear when he saw it and said they tried to shake the truck, but it would not fall off until they hit it against a tree on the opposite side of the road. They kept driving all night into the morning, all freaked out. When they got to the gas station in the village, they saw gash marks on the back trailer. They told their story to some of the villagers and, and farmers, and they told them that dogmen like demons roam the area, and they were not the only ones who have been attacked before. They were so freaked out, the hair on both arms rises even telling their experience. What could this be? What is a dogman? Is it a flesh and blood creature? Is it a supernatural phenomenon? Perhaps maybe it's even interdimensional? Or is this all just spooky werewolf type stories and urban legends to tell around a campfire? One thing for sure, the dogman phenomenon has definitely not gone away and it doesn't appear that it will anytime soon. I heard the next story on a podcast called Bigfoot Terror in the Woods. And with a title like that for the podcast, yeah, you're going to think that this is about Bigfoot. Most of their stories are about Bigfoot on the podcast, but not all. Sometimes they have other very interesting and terrifying stories. W.J. Sheehan is an author. He's also one of the podcast hosts for Bigfoot Terror in the Woods. 
and he has done some books regarding demonic possession. I, the books he've writ he's written are fictionalized versions of true stories, and he's done a lot of research in the demonic and possessions. So he had a really creepy story to tell. And I'm going to play it here for you to listen. It's about five minutes long. And I hope you all will go and listen to the episode yourself. It is, again, Terror in the Woods podcast. It is episode 116. And it's, oh, I don't know, roughly about 20 minutes into the show. But listen to the whole show. It's pretty cool. And I will stop now and I'm going to play this really spooky clip for you. I think I sent you this fella's email, Kev. I'm sure I did. He's a deacon and his name is Walter. Uh, and I've had a couple of conversations with him. Excellent guy. Very knowledgeable. And uh, Walter had originally contacted us knowing some of the conversations we have in this podcast about the demonic and possession and weird things. And he writes to me and tells me that he was involved in numerous exorcisms. He's a Catholic deacon. Mm. So I contacted Walter and asked him to give me a call. Well, the long and short of it, I kind of asked him, what is some of the more horrific things that you've had seen uh, performing the rite of exorcism? Uh, and he told me of a story. Now, Walter, you're probably listening, and if I botched this up a little bit, forgive me. But Walter said they had a woman who was about 85 years old. Uh, she could hardly walk. And she was deemed by the church to be possessed of a devil. They go through this whole rigmarole, the psychological evaluation and everything. You don't just come in and somebody says, you know, you've got a devil and there's nothing else wrong with you. I mean, unless you spin your head around. Yeah, it's not puking blood, uh, green barf Pea on them. soup on them. Yeah. yeah. And, then and they skip to the end of the checklist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, then they get right to it. Right to uh, it. Okay. So they had this lady in uh, restraints in the church. And uh, they started the rite of exorcism over her. The prayers, uh, the sprinkling of the holy water. And the holy water was leaving, like, sizzling cuts on the woman's body. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, just think of that. Just think of spraying blessed water, splashing blessed water on somebody, and it having that kind of effect on skin. Yeah, that was that was in The Exorcist too, the movie. Well, Same I think thing. I, in The Exorcist they took the liberty of peeling a couple of things off and plugging them in there uh, yeah. that have some legitimacy to them. Oh yeah. Uh, so. The woman breaks free from her restraints. Now, mind you, this is an 85-year-old woman who had a hard time getting in the building. The woman hits the floor and starts slithering. Yes, I did say slithering like a snake. 
around on the floor and flashing her tongue in and out of her mouth like an adder. Picture that. That's uh, And then Walter said her head started to change shape and was like flattening out and broadening like the head of a pit viper or something. Oh, my God. Picture, picture this happening, Kev. I can't. This, it's terrifying. This is like this is like a real deal. I got I got chills being yeah. a Catholic deacon was telling you this story. Yeah, and believe me, Kevin, Walter is no man's fool because we've had lengthy conversations about scripture and teachings and uh, all kinds of stuff. And so, where was I now? Oh, so she starts slithering around. Now, one of the things they do performing the rite is they want the demon to identify itself. Part of the rite is getting the demon to speak and identify itself. That's part of the battle of getting it out. So they said to the demon, what is your name? And do you know what the demon said? You'll You'll never guess this. The demon said its name was Stalin. Mm. And after the demon identified itself as being Stalin, as in Joseph Stalin, murderer and butcher of Russia, a couple of other demons started to chime in, saying something to the effect that, ah, he thinks he's freaking tough or scary or whatever. Can you imagine this happening? Mm. So there was more than one demon uh, in this possessed woman. Yikes. Yeah, so I just thought I'd bring that up. And Walter, again, I apologize if I butchered any of that at all. Uh, that's why I like to write things down or get things written down. So there's, I limit, I limit the chance of uh, error in translation. You know. But yeah, uh, we'll talk about it offline. Maybe we can uh, try something out, like having Walter on. So just a quick ad. Terror in the Woods, Bigfoot Terror in the Woods is also. A series of books that you can find on Audible or Amazon. And I want to go ahead and put that out there as well. Um, they are Bigfoot stories for the most part. And W.J. Sheehan has also, I think it's three books on the demonic. And they are also available for sale on Amazon. Or I believe one of the three, maybe maybe more now, is available on um, Audible. So... Check them out. They're pretty darn good. I love the stories. That's all for today's podcast. I thank you for tuning in, and I hope you liked the show. If you did, please tell a friend, give us a rating, and hit subscribe. If you have a story you would like to share on Petrifaction, you can contact me at pd at petrifaction at protonmail.com. And remember to check out today's show notes for more information on today's stories.
please return next time to hear more stories. And friends, be prepared to be petrified. <laughs>